Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I have something exciting to talk about today. So first I want to share a little bit about the history of why I'm bringing this topic to you. It has to do with weight, weight loss, weight loss plateaus, and what happens when you get stuck and your body won't cooperate. And then I wanna talk about a tool I've been using lately and the results I've been getting. And I wanna share the science of that tool because I know you love the science. And then I'm gonna take you on a field trip in my home, which um, I almost never do in the weekly vlog. Usually we're just here in the basement against this uh, same old, same old background. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. Um, I have my executive assistant, Angela, here, and she's gonna literally take this camera off this tripod and carry it Blair Witch style down into my basement, and we're gonna show you the tool I've been using. And then um, I'm gonna uh, offer you something free uh, in case you wanna start using the tool. So that's the plan, ready? Here we go. So weight loss plateaus, they are a thing, they really are. And the science of the weight loss plateau is just math. It's basically what happens is um, when you start on a plan of eating and you make it really automatic, um, you're eating maybe this much fuel a day, but your body needs this much fuel a day. So you lose weight, right? Because your body's burning fat to fill that gap, right? But a smaller body needs less fuel. So as you lose weight, the amount of fuel you need each day starts going down because your body's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. That's just math, that's the way it works. But then also, the brain is very smart. It knows not to let you starve to death. So the brain has ways of compensating for sustained weight loss by lowering your basal metabolic rate. And it does this just by a quick shift in thyroid hormone. And it just says, oh look, there's a sustained food shortage happening. Let's not starve to death, please. Let's burn fewer calories every day just to make sure that we survive through this horrible winter that must be happening. Cause I don't know why we've been eating less every day now for a long time. So let's be sure to not die. That's what the brain's thinking, right? So it just lowers your basal metabolic rate a little bit. This is a temporary adaptation. This is not permanent metabolic damage. This is a normal brain, healthy brain response to a sustained caloric deficit. This is the way it works, right? So that, that's smart. The brain just says, okay, we'll just shift thyroid hormone a little bit, lower our basal metabolic rate. But now your basal metabolic rate is even lower and um, your body size is going down. So all told, your basal metabolic rate goes down a bunch as you sustain weight loss. So the question is, did you start off with a robust enough metabolism, both genetically and just um, through good habits, because that's what supports your metabolism is strong mitochondria. You get strong mitochondria through good habits, like, you know, good diet, good exercise. We're actually gonna talk about habits in this vlog here. Um, did you start off with a robust enough metabolism um, so that you hit goal weight before you plateau? I'm gonna say that again. Did you start off with a robust enough metabolism so that you hit goal weight before you plateau? Everyone will plateau eventually um, if you keep going on a reduced caloric input for long enough. And it doesn't even have to be a huge caloric deficit. The question is, do you hit goal weight first, okay? So some people do and some people don't. Now we're talking about a universe in which you have squeaky clean bright lines, okay? Now, 
if you plateau out and a plateau in bright line eating speak is months of no weight loss with immaculate bright lines. So 90% of the people who come to me and my bright line eating coaches saying I've plateaued out, they haven't. They've not had immaculate bright lines and they haven't been plateaued for long enough to count as a plateau. But if you've really had immaculate bright lines and you've been plateaued out for months, then what? Well, you can eat less food, but if you're already really hungry and um, not, you're, and you're fatigued and you have other signs that like eating less food doesn't really sound like a fun option, what's really happening is you've kind of ground out with your body, right? And this can really happen. One of the things that will make it more likely to happen is a lot of stress on board, like not sleeping enough, um, because that creates its own issues. Um, uh, stress will also lead to, often to breaking of bright lines, which means that you're sometimes eating more food, you know, sporadically here and there, and then that can result in a plateau that's not really the kind of plateau we were just talking about. It's a plateau caused by breaking your lines, but if your life is stressful enough that you're not keeping your lines, um, sort of, you, you find yourself in a place where you're basically at war with your body, right? You're trying to get your weight down, you're doing the best you can, and your body is basically saying, I refuse to cooperate, right? So often doubling down on clean bright lines is the way to go here. A lot of people in this situation find that they haven't been actually getting support. They said no to bright lifers or they've never done the boot camp, or they've never really done the boot camp, or they're pretending that they're doing bright line eating, but deep down they know that they're not really doing bright line eating. And if you're in that category, then that's actually good news because you actually know what you need to do next. You need to actually work the program. But there are some people who are actually working the program completely. They come to our coaching calls and they're like, I'm in a mastermind group, I'm in another mastermind group, I've got four buddies, I've done the bootcamp, I'm in Bright Lifers, I'm connected up in Bright Lifers, I listen to the accountability call every day, I'm in the Gideon Games, blah, I'm actually leading the Gideon Games because I've had squeaky clean bright lines forever, I'm a crystal vaser, and I'm plateaued out and I'm not losing any weight. To which I say, that's terrible. And I feel really bad for you. And I feel bad for me too. I was in this situation, not that exact situation, but a similar situation. And in May of 2017, so a while ago now, I actually shot a vlog called Letting Go of the Number. And the situation was that my forever and ever and ever perfect ideal goal weight, which was like 109 to 110 up to like 114 or 15, really with a sweet spot of around 112, was not working for me anymore. My body was in revolt. It was not letting me get down there. My metabolism had lowered and lowered and lowered and lowered to the point where even though I was at maintenance, I was on the weight loss food plan. That was my maintenance food plan. Sometimes I had to go even lower than that. My metabolism was so slow due to Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, and due to extreme stress, travel, the whole bright line eating, leading the free bright line eating world is no fun. I tell you about that sometimes, right? Like it's a lot. And um, all that stress combined with my Hashimoto's hypothyroidism resulted in my metabolism lowering over the last few years and my weight was above where I wanted it to be. And I was fighting with my body for like a couple years. And what I finally decided to do was just raise my goal weight. And I shot a vlog on it in May of 2017 called Letting Go of the Number. And basically what I meant was, 
I'm just surrendering to the fact that my body seems to want to hover between 117 and 120. And I'm not going to be in the low one teens. I'm going to be in the upper one teens. That's a fine goal weight for me. I'm five foot three. This is not an emergency, right? But as you know, for my job, it matters that I look thin on camera. The camera does add 10 pounds. And I wasn't honestly thrilled about having to raise my goal weight. But I reached the point where I didn't see another option. Fast forward. Today, I weigh 112 pounds, or at least 112.6. Last time I stepped on the scale, I'm weighing myself once a week on Wednesdays these days. What happened? Oh, and by the way, I'm eating a maintenance food plan plus one ad. And I weigh 112. Just saying, I'm not at war with my body anymore. What shifted? Well, uh, I started using a new tool in particular. I mean, several things have shifted. Um, I'm under less stress, mostly from a mindset shift of like, I refuse to be stressed anymore, <laughs> uh, which means I put projects off. Like you've seen me cancel vlogs. You've seen me just do things differently lately. I'm not um, putting the well-being of Brightline Eating, the movement, before the well-being of me as a human being anymore. Um, but also, I started using a new tool, and that tool is my sauna. And I don't think I've ever shot a vlog on sauna use before, but I should have because it is a phenomenal tool in all of our tool buckets. Now, you don't have to have a sauna at home to use a sauna. Gyms have saunas. Uh, some local spas have saunas, and you can find out if they have some sort of policy where they'll let you use it for a little fee or whatever, whatever. Um, but a lot of places have saunas. Hotels often have saunas, not always, but often. If you just become a sauna tracking ninja and just go through your environment, like where are the saunas near me? There are saunas, I promise you. And if you figure out a way in your local area to get access to a sauna, um, you suddenly will have a doorway open to you to an amazing array of benefits and a tool to finally break free from this plateau problem. So I want to talk now about the science. How does this sauna thing work? Sauna use is basically an example of hormesis. Hormesis, H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S, -S, hormesis hormetic stress. Sauna use is effective because it stresses the body. It stresses the body with heat. Stress. I thought we were supposed to reduce stress. What's the deal? Why is stress a good thing? It doesn't take much to realize that stress isn't always a bad thing. Exercise at any dose is a stressor. In the right dose is incredibly healthy. Why? because it puts stress on the system, on the cells, that force them to up-level, adapt, and get stronger. That is the principle of hormetic stress, okay? It's a micro-stress on the cells that force the cells to get better, stronger, faster, tougher. They do that by growing the mitochondria in number, in size, and in strength. Literally, number, size, and strength. Mitochondria are uh, what exist in every single cell that run your metabolism. Hello, hello, that's what runs your metabolism, is your mitochondria. Every cell in your body, I don't care if it's a heart cell or a brain cell or a toenail cell, every cell in your body has mitochondria, 
toenail cells might be dead, they might not have mitochondria. Anyway, every live cell in your body has mitochondria, and the mitochondria are the little, uh, think of them as like little wood-burning stoves. They're what actually produces the energy, like the ATP Krebs cycle that you learned about in seventh grade biology and forgot all about. That's the mitochondria. It happens in there. So if your mitochondria are weak and you don't have many of them and they're small, you end up having the energy and the metabolism of a 75-year-old who sits in a rocking chair all day and knits and has to buy a ranch house because walking upstairs, even one stair, is painful. Sedentary, completely, hardly ever moves. 100 pounds overweight, not even eating that much. Slow metabolism. If you have a lot of mitochondria and they're big and they're strong, you, you can have the metabolism and the energy level of a seven-year-old boy with ADHD who's, who literally can't sit still to eat a meal, who has to stand up from the table and start lapping the table, like running around like a mad kid, right? Because the energy is just bursting from every cell. That is the difference between weak, few, poor, impoverished, unhealthy little mitochondria and robust, big, strong mitochondria. So I took some actions lately to improve my mitochondrial health through sauna use. And I stand before you 112 pounds, so five, six pounds lighter on average than I was in 2016, 2017, 2018. Um, eating 50% more food, like a lot more food. Weighing less, feeling better, and I didn't do it through diet and exercise. I did it by using other tools to make my mitochondria stronger, okay? So sauna use is one of the classic examples of hormetic stress. Healthy hormesis, making the cells stronger from the ground up. Now, here's the thing about sauna use. My dear friend Ari Witten always says this, and he's right. He's looked at the research, he's written one of the best blog articles on the internet about the benefits of sauna use. I think it's called the 20, top 22 benefits of sauna use. And he actually goes into the cellular mechanisms behind each of those benefits. And you'll be surprised. It's, it's like a lot of different cellular mechanisms. It's an amazing article. I'm actually going to link to it down below just so that if you want to have the full scientific story, it would take me, I think he does it in video too, which you'll also see in that link. There's a video, there's an article or a video it's an hour and 25 minute video. So I'm not gonna do an hour and 25 minute vlog. I've already been talking for a really long time. So I'm not gonna go through all top 22 benefits, okay? But there are that many benefits. I'm gonna go through the ones that I think you're gonna care about most. And I'm gonna take you on that field trip. And then I'm gonna show you the actual sauna that I actually use. And then I'm gonna give you a freebie if you're interested in going deeper with me on this. Um, so here's what Ari Witten always says about sauna use. He says, if in the history of Western medicine, a drug were ever created that was a pill that delivered by taking that pill, the benefits that you get from sauna use, it would be touted as the most miraculous drug that had ever been created in any sphere of medicine ever it would be prescribed to everyone by every physician 
and everyone would take it and it would provide orders of magnitude greater benefits than any drug that has ever been on the market in the history of Western medicine. If we could put sauna use in a pill, that's what it would be. It'd be a gajillion tr trillion dollar drug. And we, the good news is we do have that drug. It's called a sauna. And there is a mountain of evidence on sauna use showing that it is as foundational as diet and exercise. It is as helpful as not eating crap and starting to eat vegetables, as healthy as hitting the gym versus lying on the couch to your foundational wellness. Sauna use is a miracle practice. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of what sauna use actually does for you. So one of the benefits of sauna use I've already talked about, which has to do with energy, increased energy, right? And the way that sauna use improves your energy is by strengthening and making more numerous uh, and more robust your mitochondrial engine. So that is the, the engine that produces the energy of your body. But another benefit of sauna use that I think you're gonna be really in interested in is detoxification. So this matters when you're on a weight loss journey. I've already told you in my book, um, Bright Line Eating, The Science of Living Happy, Thin and Free, uh, my first book, and also um, in a lot of the videos that I put out into the world about how weight loss in particular is a toxic process. And the reason for that is that the main storehouses of toxins are the fat cells. And when you start to shrink fat cells, uh, you're doing nothing more fancy than taking that fat and dumping it out into the bloodstream to be used and processed. And you're now releasing tons of ancient, ancient stored toxins into the bloodstream to be dealt with by the liver, the kidneys, the whatever, and like dealt with, right? This is one of the reasons we get so exhausted when we start losing weight for real, for real. Now, um, contrary to the fake and to the informed person ridiculously um, frustrating and annoying unscientific claims of little packets of artificially sweetened stuff that talks about uh, that talk about detoxing uh, it's actually very hard to legitimately detoxify the body um, the vast majority of detoxification detoxification claims are false meaning um, cleanses detoxes, you know, uh, home remedies to detoxify, blah, blah, blah. These are not scientifically backed claims. Detoxification is very, very hard. And if you go to a functional medicine doctor, they'll talk about like giving you some pills that are likely to have some side effects and like real, uh, that detoxification is like a a problematic thing to try to do. They'll give you these pills that bind to the heavy metals and the plastics and then help you pee them out. But they'll say, careful, we don't wanna to be too aggressive with this because it could make you sick. Like the process of detoxification, if you try to do it medically assisted, um, is a scary in invasive kind of feeling process. Sauna use, however, is a brilliant, easeful, natural detoxifier that uh, works through sweat, which is by far the best detoxification method. Through your sweat, 
you get rid of both water-soluble and fat-soluble toxins, heavy metals, plastics, stored ancient drugs that are in your system, um, just about every uh, damaging substance that's stored in your body that con can be contributing to resistance to weight loss, can be contributing to autoimmune diseases if you have any autoimmune conditions, that can be contributing to fatigue, Sweat, 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 sweat is the way to detoxify. The challenge is it's hard to sweat copiously in general in natural life. You can get some sweat from exercise, but not nearly the sweat that you get from sauna use. And now here I'll just mention there's two main kinds of saunas. There's um, heat based saunas, which are either steam or dry, right, where you go into a box and the air is heated up, either through some sort of heater that makes the air hot but in a dry way, or through the injection of steam, which makes the air hot but in a wet way, right? Um, that makes you sweat, but it also is really hard to stay in there for very long because your lungs are having to breathe in this really, really hot air and parts of your extremities, your body, your face, your feet, your toes, your butt, your whatever, start to get really, really hot. And you can typically only safely stay in there for maybe 15, 20 minutes in general. The second type of sauna is a red light sauna with ideally near, mid, and far infrared light. Now, infrared meaning that it's below the visible, visible light spectrum, okay? So you're not actually seeing red lights. It's infrared light. What that does is it, it doesn't actually heat the air, it heats up your cells. So your body starts getting hotter without you having to breathe in super hot air um, and without your butt, your feet, your hands, your face, your head, whatever, getting so heated up from the external air that you gotta get out of there after 10, 15, 20 minutes, right? You can actually stay in for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and because the infrared light is heating up your core cells, you start to sweat copiously almost instantly. It's kind of shocking. You sit there and you're like just, all of a sudden you're sweating. You're like, wow, it's sort of like I'm a faucet that someone just turned on. But think about how brilliant that is for detoxification, for detoxification. Now, I'm gonna move on to another uh, benefit of sauna use, which I'm sure you'll be happy to hear about, which is weight loss, weight loss. Why? Because, well, for example, the infrared sauna that I was just talking about, the Sunlight and Brand that I got uh, a little bit ago, um, has been clinically proven to raise your core body temperature by up to three degrees. It's the only infrared sauna that has that clinical data, that it does that, legitimately does that. Raises your core body temperature by up to three degrees, which means in one sauna session you can burn up to 600 calories. Uh, and research shows that sauna use preferentially burns fat, and especially from the waistline. Just saying. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so I thought you would be interested in that benefit as well. And finally, I wanna talk about three more entire categories of benefits of sauna use. And there's so much more information about these. Again, I really recommend you check out Ari Witten's amazing online free blog article about it and video if you really want all of the scientific details. But 
the three main categories are, um, first of all, health, <laughs> like, you know, health. So for example, uh, a study done in Finland showed that men who used a sauna four to seven times a week were 48% less likely to die of a heart attack during a 20-year study period, a 20-year longitudinal study period than men who didn't. 48% less likely to die of a heart attack. Um, just saying, one in four people in the United States are dying of heart attacks. Just saying. Um, and also, um, sauna use lowers bl blood pressure better than just exercise alone. If you do sauna use in addition, you know, if you've got high blood pressure, it, it'll help. Um, the second category of benefits has to do with um, improvements around exercise. So if you're someone who exercises and if you care about things like your muscle growth, like your speed of recovery from a, an intense workout, um, if you care about um, muscle and joint health, if you care about flexibility, sauna use will help all of that. And then the last category of benefits has to do with brain health. Reduced likelihood of getting Alzheimer's, increased neurogenesis in the hippocampus, which basically reduces depression. It um, staves off all kinds of poor memory, um, brain fog, aging of the brain in general, um, reduces chronic fatigue, um, which is related also to decreased uh, neurogenesis in the hippocampus. So increasing that neurogenesis in the hippocampus is helpful across the board for brain health. So if you care about your brain, and that's something that you're thinking about, you know, as the days and months and years tick by, and you're like, I don't wanna be one of the most you know, people who as they age get dementia, um, well, then start using a sauna. All right, so I'm about to take you on a field trip. And the field trip is to my basement, <laughs> to my sauna, uh, my sweet sauna that I love so much. I think you're gonna fall in love with my sauna. Uh, my sauna is a three-person sauna and it's a sunlight and sauna. And the reason I love that is that it combines all the benefits of sauna use with all the benefits of infrared light use. And there's a whole other body of research on infrared light use. So infrared light use is separately its own hormetic stressor and it um, improves all kinds of things including anti-aging benefits and uh, improves the skin um, and collagen formation at the cellular level. Uh, it improves muscle recovery. So if you've got any injuries or whatever, um, Ari Witten also has a whole thing on red light use. I think he wrote a whole book on it. Um, so what's amazing about sunlight is it combines the two. So you get your sauna benefits through red light heating up your cells from the inside. Again, you can stay in longer, sweat more, burn more calories, etc. So I'm a big fan of my sunlight and sauna, but I just want to say again, here are my two tips for sauna use. Very basic. Do what you can when you can. Don't set an unattainable goal um, and be a perfectionist and therefore not start any sauna use at all. Even once a week is better than nothing. So set the goal to become a sauna user. It's an identity. Become someone who saunas. Even if it's just once a year, become someone who saunas. Once a year is not enough. Start to do it at least a little. Do what you can when you can, all right? 
Um, so that's tip number one. Remember James Clear and the book Atomic Habits? Set the identity change first. Become someone who saunas. Stick to a regimen. Let the goals take care of themselves. Okay? Don't set a perfectionistic goal of like, I've got a sauna five times a week or it's not worth it. No, 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 no. Start small. Become someone who saunas. My second tip is kind of quirky. It's um, towel off thoroughly immediately when you get out. Yes, then go rinse if you can and blah, blah, blah. But um, remember that your skin is a living, breathing organism and you've just detoxified to the max and all of that sweat on your skin actually has those toxins in it. So immediately, thoroughly towel dry off so that in the however many seconds and minutes it takes you to get to the shower to rinse, you're not soak it, reabsorbing some of those toxins through your skin. Your skin will soak it back up, okay? So those are my two sauna tips, and I'm gonna take you into my basement for a little field trip. Come on with me. Okay, hey, welcome to my basement staircase, and uh, come on and join me into my basement here. So welcome to the Thompson house basement, household basement. We got a little keyboard over here that the kids sometimes tinkle on, and me too. Ta-da! Look at my sauna! Um, just saying, the sauna got a big overhaul recently when David decided to turn it diagonally. So for some reason, it made a big difference to how it felt in the room. So here's the sunlight, and this is an impulse uh, machine. This is a three-person sauna. You can get one-person saunas, little tiny ones, like a little phone booth. Uh, you can get two-person, three-person, four-person. I think they go even bigger than that. I'm not sure. So come check it out. I'm going to actually bring you in here and show you some of the things that I love about this sauna. So come on in. Cat, um, so you still with me? Can you still see me? All right, so here's the sauna. Three people fit in here super comfortably. Look at this little gizmo here. This is basically like... Uh, like an iPad. I mean, it's it's a it's a tablet computer. So it's got all of the. If I hit media applications here, it's got all the apps and the internet that you could have like on your phone, your tablet, your computer, right? So you want to watch YouTube, you want to watch Netflix, you want to watch Amazon Prime movies. Um, I'll go to Spotify here, and in Spotify, I listen to podcasts while I'm in here. Like, what a great use of time! Um, or you can watch your latest, your favorite shows. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV in a really long time, but so much is so helpful with those apps. It means that you can, um, watch, listen. Um, it's basically like the best multitasking in the world. So here's what I do in my sauna. Um, I used to meditate actually in the morning in my sauna, but now I'm using the sauna more in the afternoons, like late afternoon before dinner. And, um, what I'm doing is I'm stretching. So if I've worked out in the morning, and just, just saying, the weight loss that I've experienced this last year is not due to exercise. I started working with a personal trainer yesterday. <laughs> so clearly, that's not what did it. Um, it's, it's likely the sauna use, uh, cleaner bright lines and sauna use. And I, I yeah, like, ugh, it's amazing. So um, I stretch and I listen to a podcast and I'm getting infrared light therapy benefits, and I'm getting um, sauna use benefits. So the combination of all of that together, like I'm sitting here stretching, burning 600 calories, listening to a podcast episode, 
how much more effective could my time be? And, and also just saying it's really calming, like I'm stretching and listening to a podcast episode while this sauna passively works over my body and my cells and my circulation and like, wow, amazing. So I was talking about how infrared saunas heat up your cells. They don't have to heat up the air. But check this out. You can actually set the air temperature to be what you want. So right now it's 72 degrees in here, but I can set it for as hot as like, you know, well, not quite as hot as a, a dry sauna would be or a steam sauna would be, but I can set it to be pretty hot. Now I can set it for like 60 minutes and it'll heat up. So this is just a quick way to set it up. If you actually want to run a health program, the thing about a sunlight and sauna is it has far infrared, mid infrared, and near infrared light, which each does its own unique thing. So you get to run a program based on your goals. So if weight loss is your goal, that's actually all the lights at the optimum, like maximum uh, amount. You just hit start and suddenly, boom, start, you're running a weight loss program and you just sit there and it's a 30 minute program. Um, and of course, you can go to the media applications and while you're listening uh, to Netflix or watching a show on Netflix or listening to Spotify or watching YouTube videos or on the internet, watching your Brightline Eating Bootcamp videos or uh, whatever you want to do, you can be enjoying your weight loss program. Um, I want to say that there's health tracking, so you can set yourself in as a user and track your data. If you want to schedule a sauna session in advance, you can actually just set the time and date that you want to do the sauna session in advance. Um, and and you can actually just repeat those sessions. What that does is it warms the sauna up for you in advance so that it's nice and toasty and cozy at exactly the moment you want to step into it and then run your program. Um, you can adjust the heaters manually if you just want to come in here right now because we're running the weight loss program. The mid infrared is at max, the far infrared is at max, and then you can turn on um, any of the um, uh, the uh, near infrared as well. So mid, far, and near. So I, you know, what's cool about this is that it's really quick and easy to learn. I'm kind of a technology phobe and I don't learn new technology very easily, um, but it's pretty basic, right? Here I'm just going to turn off the lights. You can sit here in the dark if you want. The settings are really easy. This is where you just connect to your Wi-Fi just as if, um, it's like a laptop or something. It's just a computer. You just put in your Wi-Fi code for where you're at and suddenly you're online. And check this out up here. If you just want to pop in a CD player, can we get a side angle over here? Um, I'm going to turn this puppy on right here. This is like an old school, like a car CD player. Like you can literally listen to the radio. You can pop in a disc. There's a USB port. You can put in a USB drive if you want. This thing is like fully loaded. It's amazing. Um, so anyway, this is my sauna. I love it. I use it. I benefit from it. And I'm so glad I get grain at lunch and dinner again and a full maintenance food plan. And I'm back to my ideal goal weight. Yay! Sauna use for the win. Thanks for joining me in my sweet little sauna. Okay, so thanks for joining me in my basement. We're coming to the very, very end of our little uh, vlog here on 
the benefits of sauna use. But I just want to answer a question that you might be wondering, which is how often